This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is probably supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city. Summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it. Summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. The Fair Oaks Mall Carnival is coming September 9th through the 18th. Free parking and the best rides in town. Ride the Ferris Wheel, the Superman, the Merry-Go-Round, or one of our great kiddie rides. Try the delicious funnel cakes and carnival food or test your skill at one of the games. There is fun for the whole family. For information, amazing discounts, visit dreamlandamusements.com through September 8th. The Fair Oaks Mall Carnival, September 9th through the 18th. Don't miss it. Welcome to Cottage Talk. I am Russ Goldman. Joining me today is Yanis Janais. In this episode, we will be analyzing the breaking news for Fulham, and that is the signing of Fabrizio Augusto Ramiros, also known as Fabri. On top of that, we will be talking about some other Fulham-related topics as well. Before I do anything else, though, I have to welcome my Cottage Talk co-host back to the show, Mr. Janais. I always like doing shows like this with you with the breaking news analysis. How are you doing? I'm right, but I've got break. I'm at John Terry's retirement party, but it seems that nobody's showed up. I'm feeling rather lonely, and I still don't have a job. I'm great, Ross. I'm I'm great. I'm I'm great. I know that um, a lot of fans are are, um, getting a little antsy with the the Metro watch. Yes. And we're linked with lots of signings, but... um, the Fabry signing is um, a good signing, and it's a good signing uh, on a number of levels, and I'm excited to talk about that and uh, other rumors are going through the pipeline. Absolutely there, my friend. Let's not waste any more time. Let's talk about the signing, and I'll just read a little bit from the uh, article on the phone website entitled Fabry Confirmed. I'll just read the beginning, and then also a quote from Tony Khan. 
Here's what this article says. The club is delighted to confirm the signing of Fabricio Augusto Romero's from Besiktas for an undisclosed fee. 30-year-old goalkeeper Fabri, as he's better known, has penned a three-year deal with the Whites, holding an option to extend by a further 12 months. He is well-known to Fulham's goalkeeping coach, Jose Sambade Carrera, who he worked closely with at Deportivo de la Coruna. Okay, and now I'm going to go to a quote from Tony Khan because I find this interesting as well because Tony chimed in. You can see his quote on the Fulham website. This is from Tony Khan. Quote, I'm pleased to announce that Fulham FC has completed the permanent signing of goalkeeper Fabri from Bistikis. He is a tremendous player that we've targeted for some time. His scouting profile and his data profile are both strong, and he has an excellent career credentials, including Champions League experience. Plus, he has worked well with our first-team goalkeeping coach, Jose Sampati Carrera, in the past, so we expect his addition will make us a more complete and competitive football club. Come on, full. Okay, and that was a quote from Tony Khan about the signing of Fabri. Giannis, opening thoughts on this signing and any thoughts you have on what Tony Khan had to share there? Well, he hasn't scored any goals yet, has he? <laughs> um, I think it's an excellent signing. And, and then a lot, of, a, lot of, a lot of fans are polarized today because the, um, the addition or the announcement of Fabry means that we've now got you know, at least two goalkeepers in camp. And, and, and I, would yes. be, I would be remiss if I didn't mention um, David Button going to Brighton. I, I wish him the very best of success. I was so rather I. annoyed Bones with um, fans getting on his back. Um, you know what? He served a purpose. He was a, he was a, he was an excellent professional. He got a, a promotion uh, medal, and his reward for that is to go to a fellow a Premier League team. He's, well, he's not going to start, I don't think, but you never know how it's going to go. Now, the thing about Fabri is two things. Firstly, as you've correctly said, you know he's played he played in in uh, La Liga Deportiva La Coruña. He played with Valladolid and Real Betis. He played in Besiktas. Besiktas is arguably the biggest club in, in Turkey. Um, and those, um, fa- those Istanbul fans are absolutely rabid. I mean, if it, I mean, you talk about pressure cooker atmosphere, not just to playing in the Champions League, but when you're playing the bigger rivals like Fenerbahce, who we saw, we saw last week, and, and, and Galatasaray, these are, these are very, very big clubs, and the Turks love their club football. Um, so he brings a lot of experience, number one. But number two, the, regarding bets, um, the thing about bets versus button is that bets and button were of similar standard, but but it's all about the faith of who you want playing in front of your back four and who the back four has more confidence with, and and that turned out to be bets in on two occasions, two different seasons. But with goalkeepers, unlike any other position in, in club, you really don't have the sort of competition. You've got a number one, and often there's a chasm between one and two. And what you really want is a goalkeeper who makes a second goalkeeper better or where there is real competition. And in terms of Betts' development as a 23-year-old, the question could be asked, did Button make him a better goalkeeper? In some ways, maybe yes, but in many ways, maybe no, because he really wasn't the sort of competition that he needed to improve. The incentive and in terms of, you know, that, that, that vying for the minute. Fabri will be a big upgrade. Fabri's coming as a number one goalkeeper. He's coming right. with international experience. He comes with, he, he has played U20 Spain. He comes pedigree and playing in top leagues and he will expect to come in as the number one keeper now what that will do for bets is it will drive him and it'll be good in terms of the experience because 
Fabry is 30, and uh, he, will, uh, he will learn an awful lot from Fabry. And I think when it comes to goalkeeping ranks, it's, it's, it's critical that you've got a one-two punch where each is driving everybody on. And I, and I liken it back to the 1970s uh, with England. We had two incredible goalkeepers, Ray Clemens and Peter Shilton. And they were really pick goalkeepers. Really, really pick I mean, how, how do you choose between the two? And that's what you want it to be. If this move, on one side, you could say, well, this is unfortunate because Betts has earned the right to start in the Premier League. And I absolutely agree. But if the long-term goal is to provide competition for Betts, A, and B, improve our goalkeeping tandem and C, make Betts a keeper because of the quality of keeper he's up against, it's a win-win for all parties. I think it's a great signing. It's the right signing. And we've not had to pay a lot for him. And you've seen the reaction of Besiktas fans. They're sad that he's gone. That's usually a telltale, you know, if it's don't hit the, let the door hit you on the way out, then you usually know what you're getting. You know, like the James McLean going to Stoke City from West Brom. You've seen what that's all about. Um, but the Fabry is, is loved by the fans, and um, I think he's going to be a big addition here. I agree, Giannis, and I agree with you that he's been brought in to be the number one goalkeeper. Now, that doesn't mean that Marcus Bettinelli can't try to take it away from him. That's what competition's all about. And uh, yeah. he is young when it comes to a goalkeeper. So this, to me, like you mentioned, I think it's a win-win for him because he will ha- now have an opportunity to go up against a goalkeeper who is a little bit older, and maybe he will learn something from him. And uh, we'll see what happens. But I truly believe that Fabry is being brought in as an upgrade. They're looking to upgrade the positions. I think Fulham are trying to do that at several positions. And I think goalkeeper is one that they needed to do. Nothing against Marcus Bettinelli. I just think that if you're going up a league like you're going into probably the best league in the world, you need an upgrade. And I think that's what Fulham have uh, done here, hopefully, and we will see when we get a chance to watch him. But uh, I want to just share a little information with you from whoscored.com. I've watched a bunch of videos. I'm sure people have as well. Let's just stress, those are highlights and and I'm, I'm not going to pretend to tell you that I've watched all these matches with Fabry. But I did watch some, and I liked what I saw. That's just based on <laughs> YouTube videos. They only show you so much, but I liked what I saw. But I also liked what I read here on whoscored.com. Yeah, so I just want to share this with you. These are characteristics of Fabry. Strengths, shot stopping, saving close-range shots, concentration, all strong. His style of play? comes off his line often. Weaknesses, it doesn't have any. That's from whoscored.com. So when I read that, that made me feel even better about this. Again, it's it's all stats. It's all opinion coming from whoscored.com. It's what they think on him. But again, it, it just emphasizes that I think this is the direction the club wanted to go as an upgrade. And um, based on what I just read to you, I kind of saw a lot of that in these YouTube videos. So what are your thoughts about the information I just shared with you from whoscored.com about February? Well, it, it would it seem to justify the uh, the excitement around bringing a goalkeeper in. And, and remember, you know, for all the Fulham fans, we've got, you know, 19 days till the end of the transfer window. And we've made three signings with Seri and uh, Le Marchand and, um, and Fabry. But there are more going to be coming in. We, you do need good goalkeeping. You've seen what's happened over at Liverpool you know, with the Champions League final, where you right. really do you in. And, and, you know, you look even back to the to the, the World Cup that's just gone. And you've got to say, um, if you look at um, 
England, one of the biggest decisions that the, the gaffer, Gareth Southgate made was to drop Joe Hart. You know, the goalkeeper can mean absolutely, if you've got a, a lousy goalkeeper, there's a, there's a problem. But I also think that if you've got a goalkeeper who has little competition, I think that's just as much of a problem. And David Button, you know, Button to me is not a Premier League goalkeeper. I mean, some could argue that, that, that Betts isn't, but Betts is a young keeper and they tend to mature a little bit later anyway. But Fabry will bring a lot of good experience um, to, the, to the forefront, and I think that's good. And I think Betts being this, the kind of professional that, 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 that I believe him to be, he's going to embrace this and uh, he's going to look at it as a really, really good challenge. And I think the fans can't really look at it as a well bets has earned the right to number one at the be- the end of the, the day you want your best 11 to start every That's game right. the first game palace is not going to be easy we know that they've got some very good players that can hurt us but by that time we should have more signings in and i think that we'll be ready and um he will want he will be insistent that we have a um so will be insistent we have our strongest lineup so we'll see how it goes but i think it's good to know, you know, we've got a we've got a strong keeper in that well, one two tandem in that, and I think that's good in terms of um, setting up what the next signs are going to be. And remember, with all the rumours, we're we're signing everybody from um, Vladimir Lenin to Pol Pot to that ridiculous signing I've just read about on Twitter about Richard Eason going to Everton for fifty million. I really Stop think it. they've lost the piece there. That is an insane amount of money it for is. a player who's done nothing, who's really done nothing. I just yeah. I. I'm baffled by that. But unfortunately, that's the transfer market win. And um, I think I trust Tony Khan and, and um, his staff. Are, there's a lot of stuff we don't know. And uh, I'm sure that they're making the right decisions. And they've got a plan A and a plan B and plan C um, for players they need to pick up. Okay, excellent, Giannis. And uh, uh, before we move on from talking about Fabry, I just want to just talk to you a little bit about this because a couple of things stood out for me. One of the reasons why I want to read the uh, – comments from Tony Khan is that he talked about Fabry and that he basically passed their scouting profile and their data profile strong at both so that to me just showed that they have faith that again he shows up and he ticks both boxes we talk about about the uh, both boxes check system and well he checks both boxes but the clincher for me is the goalkeeping coach he's worked with him so they're not going to bring him in unless he gets the go-ahead from, you know, again, someone that has worked with him before and feels yeah. strongly about him. Yes. So that just emphasizes to me they have to feel strongly they have the right guy, Giannis. Yeah, I agree. I agree, and I think they've, they've uh, you know, I'm not sure for how long the, the David Button issue was in the works. I think I, I, I don't know. What I, you know, what I will say is that um, the fact of the matter is we're, we're down a keeper now, and, uh, you know, you've got to – I don't think keepers. I mean, the the um, the signing of Allison by by Liverpool is absolutely ridiculous. I mean, to me, is a, is a crazy amount is a crazy amount of money. I think if you paid sixty five million for Buffon five years ago, I still would have looked at you funny. And Buffon, you know, for a number of years, I think he's been the best goalkeeper in the world. But then that's maybe how desperate Liverpool are to go over the top Champions League final last year. If they'd had half decent keeping, would they have made it? Some would argue yes, but I think goalkeepers, in many ways, can be a dime a dozen. So when you're looking at keepers, you're looking to really you're looking to upgrade, and, that, and that's the sense. If, as a result of picking him up, it's going to upgrade the work of Bettinelli and take him to another level, and that's even better for us. 
Absolutely. Um, and we are, right now we're in a really good position in terms of the nation, in terms of very good young goalkeepers. It's good. It, it's a bit of a purple patch, which I think is great. And Betts is going to improve with the goalkeeping coach and, and with Fabrius' competition. And he's also going to improve because of the competition teams he's playing against. You know, these are he's going to be up against top level strikers or either bigger or stronger or just hit the ball a little bit harder or, you know, have different ways of taking free kicks that are going to try and fox. It's a different level altogether. And so um, he's going to be up against the best players in the world. But do you learn that you can take 50 shots a day from, from your strikers, but it's training with another keeper that's going to yes. end fast? Bring that experience. I think it's that's why I said I think it's I think it's a I think it's a, it's a great signing around. I totally agree, Yanis. It's only going to make Bettinelli better, and uh, we'll see what happens. And I wish him the best, and obviously I wish Fabri the best. But competition is a good thing, and now we have competition at the goalkeeper position, and I love that. All right, my friend, let's move on. Let's talk a little bit about the preseason friendlies. I, I watched the last two. The first one was against Fenerbahce, and uh, what I watched was interesting because Savisa decided to play mostly a youth squad for, I want to say, two-thirds of the match. So you got Fenerbahce scoring a couple goals against the youth team, and I thought they handled it pretty well. I'm talking about the youth players. I thought they did a decent job, but you're playing against Fenerbahce. So when I look at that, I look at these two matches. We'll talk about the Leon, which I watched as well. And uh, I'm used to this in a different sport with the New England Patriots where people analyze preseason games. And I laugh about it because it really is training, practice, whatever you want to call it. It's just uh, a a way to get yourself going, getting prepared for the season. So it's difficult because I understand why fans look at results even in preseason matches and, and get concerned when it doesn't go your way. But I will just share my thoughts on both of them, then I want to get your thoughts, Giannis. The first one, like I said, I thought was a a good exercise for the younger players. And then, of course, you have your more experienced players coming in later. And I thought that was good. You could see the difference. Leon, I knew was going to be a much bigger test. And Savisa looked at it that way because he played probably his uh, strongest side or close to his strongest side, going against a Leon team that we know Leon has a a huge amount of talent. And I looked at the first half and I thought it was a, a good opportunity to test Fulham here because you, you're in France and you're, you're playing against Lyon. I know it's a friendly, but obviously they're going to want to play well and Fulham are going to want to play well. But I wanted to see how they would do against a team of this quality and not have as much of the ball as they're used to from the championship. And I have to tell you, Giannis, this is just me watching with my eyes. I thought they handled it pretty well. It, there was no score at the half, and Lyon had the better chances, looked like the better side. But I wanted to see how Fulham would handle themselves. And that, to me, that first half, I'm looking at it projecting towards the upper echelon teams in the Premier League. I think this is why Savisa wanted them to play against a team like Lyon, Giannis, is because he wanted them to be tested, you know, even in preseason against teams that will have the ball more than them. So that's the way I looked at it in the first half. And then the second half, they give up a sloppy goal and then a, a questionable penalty call, honestly, a questionable penalty there. And, and then they put in the youth players and then they give up two more goals. So I understand the scoreline, but I watched it with my own eyes and I looked more at the first half 
And I was happy with what I saw because I think we're going to see some of that against the Liverpools, the Manchester Cities, and you have to see how your club can handle against teams like that. And what I saw is a, a team that handled the pressure and at times looked decent on the break. And that's what I wanted to see. I wanted to see how they would handle a team that would have more possession than them. And that's what I saw, Yana. So that's my thoughts on it. And again, fans are going to read a lot into the results. I'm just giving you my opinion. I wasn't reading too much into it. I was just watching with my eyes. And my impression was that, again, it was a a competition against a quality side. And it's basically a training game. That's the way I looked at it. And I thought it was good experience for everyone, including the youth players, Giannis. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, to me, and I think we're a little lucky, uh, Russ, you and I, that, that, that um, I didn't, here in North America, when we talk about preseason games, pre, you know, whether it's, you know, whether it's basketball, baseball, hockey, um, football, it's, um, they are what they are. They're preseason games. They're, 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 they're an opportunity to, to get uh, minutes into the legs. You know, um, there's been a, lo- a lot of inactivity. Obviously, people have been on holiday. You've got the preseason in terms of training, but it's not. It's like coming back from an injury. You know, you come back from an injury, injury but are you match fit? Um, and it, 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 the same time, you want to look at the younger players. You want to see who can make the jump. You're also looking at the players that you might want to send out on loan for, for better experience. We've got players, for example, that from the under 23s could you know, possibly go to championship teams where they're allowed a lot of loanies, whereas we're only, right. only two as a club. So, you know, for many years now, I've play, I've played, I've paid little or no stock in, in preseason training. Fenerbahce, we knew were going to be a good side. You know, they're up there with the echelons of the Besiktas and the Galatasaray. So we knew that was going to be tough. Leon on a Champions League side, we knew, we know they're a very good side. So he's put all the kids in. That's fine. It's the sort of top level comp- competition that we're going to get in the top six. That's the sort of thing we need. So I think I didn't see anything of any alarm in the game. I think they're, they're, it's a fantastic experience. I think it's um, let's do the role. Let's do let's do the role reversal here for a second. Everton a couple of weeks ago went to an Austrian team and won twenty two nothing. That was crazy. It was, and you know what? Is that really what you want? Of course it's no. Not. But you know it's all great. Kevin Morales getting five goals, and Asamoah Lookman getting five goals. Brilliant. So, 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 you know, one of them for, for Morales, the, the keeper turns. I've seen, I'm sure you've seen the, the, the video. We actually yes. turn back when he taps it in. No, that's not what's happened. All the games have been have been difficult, and this is the sort of thing that you need in terms of the build up with the players that we've got. Right. And Slava, Slava and his coaching staff have some some issues to deal with, like every other team. And let's be honest, he's looking at players that can make the starting eleven. He's looking at players who are going to be in the periphery. They're mindful of players that may come in. They're mindful of players that are going to go to the, you know, the PL2 team. They're mindful of players that could end up going out on loan. They're mindful of players that might even be on sale. So, you know, all these meetings, all the, and, and the players will tell you all these runs and all this stuff. The training is that is, is the hard bit, but what, the, what do they go to do? They go to play. And, um, and this is tremendous experience for the lads. And, um, Absolutely. I, I, I could have cared less if they lost 4 nothing or 10 nothing. It doesn't bother me in the slightest. I, I find it rather silly that fans get off the deep end in terms of the number of signings we need to make. Jesus, there's a load of players right now that are still on holiday after the World Cup. Um, you know, there's the, the, there's the protracted disagreements between Newcastle and Fulham over 
over the Mitrovic, allegedly, but then, of course, apparently we've got a plan B. With, uh, Jose um, with, from Real Sociedad, who's a very good striker in, in himself. There are other players out there. Um, we know that, for example, I know people uh, high on, you know, Callas and Piaz until they come back. They're on preseason with Chelsea. There's also Oliver Norwood still with Brighton. Um, you know, we've got players we can sign. There are other players out there to sign. All around Europe, it's the same sort of thing as well. Right. And we've got, you know, we've got, if you'd said to me a month ago that we'd be looking at Fabri from Besiktas, I think I'd have laughed and said, nah, why is he going to want to come here? Well, the main reason he wants to come here is because he wants to come to the best league in the world. And this is the best league in the world. And he's coming to a club that, um, where he thinks he's going to get lots of minutes. Uh, Seri, uh, you know, it wouldn't be another. Le Marchand has come here to play in the top league in the world. So it's, um, uh, it's, it's all good. It's, um, you know, it is pre-season. I mean, none of this will mean anything when the whistle blows at Craven Cottage at three o'clock against Palace. Nothing. The whistle will blow. We'll look at the 11 and go, okay, this is what we've got. And um, the transfer window will be closed. And I can get, I, I tell you what, um, uh, every single manager and owner is now working the phones 24-7 in, in the Premier League, um, La Liga, Serie A, League 1, Jupiter League, Eredivisie. They're all manning the phones right now, looking for the players that can take them over the top or looking for, to get rid of contracts or what have you. So, you know, we just have to be patient and see what's going to happen. we got Fabri today. Who's going to be tomorrow? Could it be Mitro tomorrow? Could it be a couple of signings we didn't even know about? You know, there's, um, I heard a, I heard a, I read a story last night where Fulham were making, um, preparing to make a bid for uh, Danny Welbeck. I, mean, I saw that too. I mean, who, you know, who, who would see that one coming? Well, you know, it's, you know, will he, would he fit a need? Absolutely he would. But then you've got to think of wage structure, age and everything else. But exciting times. But I'm, but as I said, I think, um, I think Fabry's a very good step forward. I, agree with you and uh, anyone that has seen the uh, amount on Twitter from the Besiktas uh, fans will just let you know how they feel about him. It, it seems very positive. So yeah. uh, that's a good sign. Like you mentioned earlier there, Giannis. And, and just one last thing about the preseason friendlies. This is how I look at it. And I think this is how Savisa looks at it. it it's uh, twofold. It's a, uh, it's evaluation. He's evaluating what he has. It's also preparation for the new season. So the way that I look at it, why not face the best competition you can get? Because it's going to help you. I think it's going to pay off with results further on the season when you face this in the preseason. You're, you're facing better competition. So, yes, the scoreline looks terrible. But I'm all for doing it this way. And I don't think it's going to hurt the players negatively that it's going to get inside their head because they did not play well that the score line made them look bad. I don't think that at all. I think that this will just make them sharper because you're playing against better competition. So forget about the score line. We have a couple more friendlies coming up and let's see how that all turns out, but let's see the progression. Let's see, let's look at the players. Let Savisa evaluate what he has and what he doesn't have. And then let him prepare for the upcoming season instead of worrying so much about results in preseason, which mean absolutely nothing. I, I tweeted this out, Giannis. I've seen this too many times with the New England Patriots in the NFL, one and three in the preseason and win a Super Bowl. Okay. That's all you need to know. Honestly. And you know what? About... I, Go I ahead, Yannick. 
I've been following you, and and it's it's good, you know. I mean, for Fulham fans out there who don't know, as if you don't know already, um, that Russ is a um, you are a a diehard a New England Patriots fan, diehard beyond diehard beyond diehard, and I know that um, you you often get annoyed on social media about the the, the coverage from local media in your area, the Boston yeah, area. And, um, and and the reaction of fans to rumours about what's happening with your head coach, Belichick, what's happening with Tom Brady, transfers, you know, free agents, rumour, rumour, rumour. And the fact that so many fans fly off the deep end. And I think it's the same, I think, in most cities. And I think sometimes it we've got true, to... Yeah. yeah, and we've got to, we've got to adopt a, a, a dose of perspective sometimes. Two months ago, we were in the championship. That's right. And uh, we remember the game... You know, up at Derby, and we lost one nothing, and you know, the Cameron Jerome goal. And uh, oh, hey, we remember what happened up at St Andrews—the three-one defeat last game That's of the right. season when we had to wrap it up. And things happen for a reason. And and um, if if by the end of the season you didn't have faith in in the infrastructure that's been built together at the club, then you'll never have faith because of where we came from and how far back we came from. So the players we've picked up have been upgrades for sure. And um, and we're going to get better. Better players are going to want to come in. We are a Premier League side. Um, players want to come and play in London. They want to play for a good, very good manager. Slava has a, an excellent reputation. We play very good football, which I think is something that carries a lot of weight. And um, and I, 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 you know, I watch your thing and I understand your frustration because I mean, in your case, the New England Patriots have been perennial champions, you know, for the last decade and a half they've been there or thereabouts and always at the top of um, bookmakers in terms of favourites and yet there are still media outlets, there's still fans, there's still experts or so-called experts that rubbish on, you know, Tom Brady, how old he is, Belichick's relationship with Brady, are they, is is Kraft bringing in the right free agents, you know, uh, are we going to, you know, are you going to win the AFC East, you know, for the umpteenth time, are you going to get the Super Bowl? And it's it's ridiculous because the record Year after year after year after year, speak, says the same thing, and you need a dose of dose of patience. Absolutely, honest. It's like like you, you. I mean, you know, New England have had so much more success than we have in that sense. But then, you know, you've you've had to adopt that patience. Reading about these idiots that jump off cliffs because <laughs> this is not happening, and and I think we just have to be circumspect and calm. And I have faith that we're going to be just fine. Absolutely, honest. And, and listen, I can use. My experience of being a fan of the New England Patriots and looking at Fulham in this way. The New England Patriots have built what I would call a program over many, many years. You talked about a decade and a half. Well, I think the cons and along with Slavisa and his coaching staff are building a program. They're building something. So that is why I can be a little bit patient here. But I'm looking at it and I look at the signings of Sari. I'll throw Le Marchand in there. And then, of course, now we have Fabri. And I look at this, and I just see a, a team that wants to get better. And I said this to Max, and I've said this to others. When you get in talented players, that attracts other talented players. And I like the fact that the cons are shooting high for many players. You know, listen, they're after Malcolm. Now he's about to sign with Barcelona. I mean, come on. That, to me, shows ambition. That's what they're doing. With that ambition, it takes time to get the players in because you're shooting high, okay? You are. You yeah. want better. You're not, you don't want to settle. 
And I love that about, about what they're trying to do here. They don't want to settle. Maybe at some point they might have to lower their expectations at a position or two. Fine. Fine. You know, but I mean, right as of right now, they should be shooting high because they're looking to upgrade. And I love that about this offseason so far, this preseason. I like what they're doing. And there's still a little over two weeks left. Let's see how the movie ends before we, as you would say, jump off cliffs. Let's just wait to see how it all plays out. All right, my friend, real quick, let's just end with a little talk about Metro. And uh, there's been speculation. We are recording this Tuesday night in England when we're recording this. And there's been a bunch of speculation with Alexander Mitrovic. And uh, we'll have to see how the, how this all plays out, my friend. And then, you know, we have other names of strikers that they've been linked to. You've already mentioned William Jose. And there's also Dwight Gale. There's been speculation on that. but. What are your thoughts about Mitrovic? Just in, in your gut, we don't know anything. Do you think we're going to see Alexander Mitrovic back at Fulham? Do you want to see him back at Fulham? Um, to answer the question is yes and yes. I think this is and – and the reason is this. Um, unlike if you look at Jack Grealish over at Villa and the issues with Aston Villa Football Club and, and Tony Gia – and by the way, if uh, any of you want, um, most of you I know are on Twitter. If you want to see a really funny Twitter Twitter um, uh, feed, it's um, Doctor Tony Gia's XIA. It's like a spoof, a parody account of the owner. It's very, very funny. Um, but with new new owners from the Middle East coming in, um, the the need to sell Jack Grealish isn't really as great. I know that teams like Tottenham are going to take a look at him. The difference with Newcastle and United is Rafa Benitez has said, in order to get players, we're going to have to sell players. Right. So he is a seller's market, and he needs to sell Mitra. Now, my understanding is that we have, unofficially, we've offered 16 million, and Newcastle want 18 million. The first thing would be, well, give him the bloody 2 million and tell him to piss off. But this is all part of the bartering and what have you. And of course, sure. you know, they're going it, to, it, sometimes it's, it's the value of the club that's buying them. For, to, to him, to us, he's worth 18 million because of what he did for us for the end of the last year. But for other clubs, he may not be. I mean, the Dwight Gale, who I've been very high on for a while, and I still right. maintain him on a side like this, he'd cause absolute mayhem just because of the style of play that he does play, unlike Newcastle. I think these are great rumours, and, and um, it's showing a couple of things. Firstly, it shows a lot of intent, but it also shows that we're looking at, we're looking at the right players. And I think that's very, very important. I, and, I'll, and I'll tell you why this becomes even more acute. I was just reading on Twitter um, from Al from White Noise about the amount of money Everton have spent in the last two years, and this shows why when we're when we're spending money, it's the owner's money, but they've got to make the right decisions, not just for the benefit of the team, but for the club, because you just you're thinking about teachers, uh, teachers, you're thinking about play agents' fees and and, and wages might be. So Everton in the last two years have spent. Look, they bought Richarlison for fifty million, which is an absolute disaster. Gilfie Sigurdsson for forty four. Yannick Balassi, 26, Michael Keane, 25, Jordan Pickford, 25, Davy Klassen, 24, Cheng Tozen, 20, Theo Walcott, 20, Morgan Schneider, 20 million, and Ashley William, 12 million. They've spent £246 million in the last two years. And that's insanity. There's, that is, for, for a stadium that holds just about 40,000, and really never ever gets it full. And they've had a lot of turbulence in the last few years. That's a lot of money to spend on, to spend on players. And you know what? If you look at all those players, who's been really worth the money? Um, 
I'm not sure. Um, even right. they even look at sell Yannick Balassi, for example. You know, and I know we're in for that. Gilfy Sigurdsson, forty-four million. No way. Good player, no. never worth that amount of money. You know, so and even Ashley Williams had a bit of, has had a bit of a mare up at Goodison Park. So it's not just about spending the money; it's about bringing the right players in. Sure. Marchand was an interesting one as part of a Seri deal because you got a package two for one. You've yes. got to get the right players in. So I think that. Um, I think we're in the driver's seat with Mitchell. I think we'll end up getting him in. But then you said something on social media yesterday, and I, I, I couldn't agree more. Don't discount the fact that we might try and get Jose and Mitrovic, or we might get, try and get Gale and Mitrovic. Or See, I that's think thing. that's in play. I, you know, I could be really wrong about this, Giannis, but I'm looking at what they're trying to do here. They just don't want to survive. They know that they need upgrades, and I just don't see them buying just one striker. And I think that if they're going to bring in Mitrovic, they might be thinking he needs a partner. He needs someone else. Not that they're going to play together, but maybe sometimes they will. So I think that there's a possibility that they're just not looking at Mitrovic to come in just just as one striker. I look at these other two, and I could be wrong about this, not as alternatives to Mitrovic, but to come into play with him. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I couldn't agree more. I think that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, you look at you look at Wolves, and Wolves is an interesting one. They just sound Jean Moutinho, which I yep. think is a, is a is a, a very interesting signing. Good player, five million. It's like Portugal B over there now, isn't it? Uh, they bought in a lot of good Portuguese players, but um, we. We are going to – I think the Cards are going to be going to be very circumspect in terms of the type of player they bring in. What they need to do, Russ, is they need to look at the, the, the squad that started against Villa, the team that started, and say, this team isn't good enough. And that has to be your starting point. Sure. Is that team good enough to fight the fight in the Premier League? Well, you've got to upgrade in certain areas. So Mitro, players like Mitro are a starting point. They're a good point. But then are there better players than Mitro? Guess what? There are. And that's why you've got to have a plan B. And they've made it very clear, the owners, that they're willing to spend money. They've made it very clear they're not going to mess around. And, and I think it's the right thing. Because if, even if everything goes belly up, look at the, look at the parachute payments they get to be paid with the new TV contract. It, it's incredible. Yeah. So teams like Stoke City, Stoke City, great example, West Brom and Swansea. But Stoke City have taken real advantage of the parachute payments this year and spent a lot of money. Now there's a couple of questionable signings in there for sure, but they're using the money to bulk up. And that's why I think on paper, Stoke are probably favorites to win the championship this year. And that's the sort of thing where, so they're probably thinking, well, speculate to accumulate, you know, we're going to have to spend money. Can we afford to have a small squad like Brighton or Huddersfield who might really struggle this year? And the answer of course is no. Do we want to stay in this league? Yes. Because the longer you stay in, the more money you make, the bigger the parachute payment, the more exposure you get. There's also about international branding with Jacksonville Jaguars. Obviously, there's that partnership, which is really important. The, let's not forget, Fulham fans, the acquisition of Wembley Stadium. I mean, we're going to, to Wembley to play Tottenham. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that happens. Yeah. I mean, it is, it, is, it is a fantastic time to be a Fulham fan. And I think that, um, you know, they're not going to be held to, to ransom by Newcastle United. They, no. Have no, they have no reason to be. You don't want... You don't want but it's me. a negotiation, Giannis. What I'm looking at right now, and we both have seen this speculation about the £2 million difference, and the first thought by most fans, and I understand it, is just give them the money. But it's a negotiation. And that, to me, is close enough that you can figure it out between the two sides. But 
they're negotiators and I don't blame them for wanting to try to get the best deal that they can. And because it's part of the bigger package, you know, you, you know, you can't just say, okay, I'm going to pay top dollar for every player. It just doesn't work that way. You have to negotiate a little bit. And if they're trying, if they have a number in mind and they don't want to go over it and Newcastle have a number in mind, they don't want to go over it. Who knows? Maybe they meet in the middle. You know, again, we'll have to see how it all plays out. I don't blame either side digging in a little bit to make the best deal that they can for for each team. But it doesn't mean that it can't happen. We'll have to see if it does. I hope it does. But I'm not against them trying to negotiate, you know, a certain amount with Newcastle. Listen, I understand why fans are saying just give them the money, but that's just not the way I look at it. I, I look at it as you have to make the best deal for your club. You got to pay for good players but if you're evaluating if you put a value number on a player and it's x and the other team has it as y well then you have to meet somewhere maybe that's what's going on here Giannis. yeah that's exactly right russ that's exactly right and that's that's your economics one 101 right there that you just pointed to that's your supply and demand that the, the, the those of you who never took economics that demand is is the willingness and ability to buy something that meets a need or want and the supply regards the ability, the ability to sell. You might want a player, but you may not. We, you and I would love to buy a Maserati, but we sure. can't. Whether we have the ability, the ability surrounds these clubs, the big clubs that will pay like the Juventus has paid 90 million for Juventus and all the wages because they have the ability and the winners. There are so many clubs that love to have Ronaldo, but can't do it. And so you can't bankrupt yourself just to dot, dot, dot. And we're seeing a lot of clubs in League Two right now that are really, really struggling because, um, or the the incredible thing, I don't know if you read this year, you know, this week and just so full of fans to think about um, was the, um, the lad, um, the the lad Rooney from Aberdeen going to um, going and signing for Salford city in non-league. He's gone from second in the Scottish premier to non-league football and they're paying him more money. I mean, this is, I mean, it's, it's, um, the landscape is constantly changing. We're, we're sort of lucky that we're Fulham fans because we're in the in league. Can you imagine being in the Scottish Premier where you've got Celtic who've got 10 times more money than anybody else, then Rangers who have five times more money than anybody else, then Aberdeen, and then there's the rest. In a league, let's not forget, um, Russ, in a league where nobody outside Celtic or Rangers has won the top league for 32 years. And who was the manager of that club? It was Aberdeen, and the manager was Sir Alex Ferguson. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, we're in a competitive league where you've got a chance of staying in the division with great attendances and great coverage. And we just have to be patient as fans and wait and see what, what the owners will do. But I have faith that they're going to do the right things. And I'm excited for the next few days. Let's see. Tomorrow morning we'll get up and we'll find it. It's, you know, another one of those little acronyms from Fulham, you know, Metrotastic <laughs> or uh, Metroific or we'll see. <laughs> whatever it's going to be. Yeah. We'll see, Giannis. But again, going back to just talking about Mitro and and yes, I want him badly back at Fulham. And uh, it sounds like you know if you're looking at it and you think they're haggling over two million pounds, if they put a value at him, like I said at X and Newcastle had it, have it at a different value, then you start negotiating, and it's it's all part of uh, making a deal and let's hope that both sides come together and make a deal for Mitrovic and he ends back with Fulham, but I don't have a problem with Fulham negotiating. And if they 
aren't able to get Mitrovic. I'll be very disappointed. But um, I understand what they're trying to do. And they might value other players at, at a different number. You know, I mean, the, the numbers are different for each player. You put a value on a player. I'm used to this uh, with the New England Patriots. They put a value on a player. Each player is different. And they don't want to go above and beyond a, a certain value that they put okay. on a player. Yeah. So that's the way that I think, based on the way I'm watching what the cons are doing, this is my opinion. They put a value at, at a certain pound amount on each player and they say listen we we can maneuver a little bit but this is the value that and we don't want to go above and beyond too much of that value that's just the way i think they're approaching and i could be wrong but that's what it seems like to me otherwise they would just give the two million pounds and just say okay fine i think that they're just trying to get the uh value that they want for mitrovic and i'm i don't have a problem with that if they miss on him, I'll be extremely disappointed. But we'll see what happens. I, I, I want to give them a chance to try to make the deal happen. Okay. All right, my friend. Great show. Fantastic show. I do have to wrap that up. Thank you again, Giannis, for doing this with me on short notice. You're more than welcome, matey. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll be back soon. But I just want to thank my co-host again, Giannis Janais, for doing this show. But it is time to end Cottage Talk. For Giannis Janais, I'm Russ Coleman. Thank you as always for listening to Cottage Talk. Whether taking a road trip to the beach, heading to the mountains, or driving to the city, summer adventures are nonstop fun in a new Honda. But let's face it, summer trips can really add up. That's why I love the fuel efficiency of Honda. With Honda, you can save your money for other things, like that awesome keychain at the convenience store, that brand new album you wanted, or whatever else your heart desires. New Hondas are arriving daily. See your local Honda dealer and start your summer adventures today. Custom Inc. is an awesome way to recognize employees, thank customers, and outfit your teams with their favorite products and brands customized with your logo. CustomInc.com lets you make your mark on water bottles, backpacks, polos, jackets, and a ton more. Custom Inc. is your go-to custom gear partner with great customer service, quality products, and all-in pricing along with personalized help when you need it and an easy-to-use website when you don't. Oh yeah, and everything is 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Check out what we can do for your business at CustomInc.com. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.